Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TTP radio podcast on the Inside Lens Network with programming dedicated to bringing attention to unsolved homicides, suspicious deaths, and other topics of interest to our audience. My name is Denny Griffin, and my co-host is Delilah Jones of Imagine Publicity. Good morning, Delilah. Good morning, Denny. Um, This is going to be a little bit different than what we listeners are used to, although we have interviewed this guest before in the past, and it was uh, very productive, I might say. Um, I just want to tell listeners that we have a lot of different podcasts on the Inside Lens Network, and we highlight criminal cases, some are which are still open investigations, but our intent is to allow guests to present information for consideration by listeners. Our podcasts and hosts hosts in no way represent our guests. We don't claim to solve cases, nor do we want to jeopardize any open investigations. Our guests will provide their own information, and while we might suggest some resources and assistance, we're not liable for what they do with it. So um, I am, am excited to get this show on the road. How about you, Denny? I absolutely am. And without further, excuse me, without further ado, on today's show, we are pleased to have psychic medium Karen Storstein as our guest. And Karen will do many readings for four callers who are TTP members and or have submitted cases to the Cold Case Review Panel. Karen Storstein, MSMA, is considered a leading pioneer in applying intuitive intelligence in counseling and business, and her gifts are described as remarkable, pragmatic, and unworldly by the media, executives, mental health professionals, higher education, and the general public. She's known for her rare combination of talents as an intuitive counselor, psychic medium, human development expert, executive coach, and public speaker. Karen has been featured on ABC, NBC, CBS TV networks, and has been a contributing writer to INC, TED, and Discover magazines. She was also a frequent guest on our Crime Wire show, helping to solve murder and suspicious death cases. Over the last 30 years, she has developed several leadership universities for Fortune 500 companies. At the request of NASA's first chief knowledge officer, Karen authored the leading chapter of the textbook, Developing Informed Intuition for Decision-Making in 2019. People seek Karen's counsel and consult to find clarity in love, work, and life. She helps those who are experiencing grief, anxiety, and or depression, and who are ready to let go of the past to experience the miraculous. One of her greatest talents is connecting the living to loved ones on the other side. Karen holds a Master of Arts in Psychology with honors, Master of Science in Business Management and Organization, Master of Science Minor in Finance, and Bachelor of Science in Management. You can find Karen Storstein at www.kareninsight, excuse me, karens, K-A-R-E-N-S-I-N-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Karen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Denny and Delilah. It's good to be back. I, I'm trying to remember the last time that I was um, on the show, on the Crime Wire show with you guys. It, it's been a while. Let's just say too it's, long. And, um, okay. and I'm just, I'm here to help um, the families and um, 
find clarity and hopefully a little bit more peace of mind. That's my intention of doing this. I, Denny and Delilah know that my background is um, not in the crime area, but um, we can certainly use uh, the intuition, intuitive intelligence to connect with your loved ones on the other side and to um, try to figure out what happened and the situation and the people involved and that kind of thing. So um, for the families I'm going to be talking to and the listeners, um, I connect just so you kind of know what my process is, is I connect with the loved one on the other side who's passed and we'll just bring them through. And so when I'm doing that, I'm just going to be quiet for a little bit as I um, access them and then they're going to come through and they're just basically going to say whatever they want to say. And then um, I will start asking them questions to see about their um, death and um, the questions that I know that you guys have. And, um, and then I'm also telepathic. So um, I use that skill so that I can tune into people on planet Earth who may have been involved with the crimes or know information about the crime. So um, I take sort of this 360-degree approach, if that makes any sense. It does. And uh, let me just, uh, before we go to our first caller, the ground rules for today's show are that each caller will be on for approximately 15 minutes, and each caller has submitted two or three specific questions they would like Karen to ask their loved one. Should Karen receive the names of any suspects, persons of interest, or witnesses, those names will be given to the caller off-air. So I want to make that clear. We will not be giving out any names over the air. And um, if, if Karen does receive information with specific individuals named, um, she will let you know at the end of uh, the caller's time and, uh, and tell the caller how to get a hold of her where uh, where the information can be given out um, to use as the caller sees fit. So without further ado, let's get to our first caller. And that would be Judy Rust. And in the interest of disclosure, I have known Judy for several years, and I have been actively involved in uh, in the investigation uh, of her son's death for over 10 years. So I just wanted to get that out there. Um, and Judy is calling regarding the death in 2007 of her son, Patrick Rust, who is a sergeant stationed at Fort Drum in Watertown, New York. Uh, with that, uh, Karen, go, go ahead and take it away. Okay. Hi, Judy. Hello. Uh, bless your heart. Yeah. Well, it's so nice to meet you. And um, so, you know what? I'm sort of like an interpreter. And so um, I'm just going to shut my eyes here and bring in your son, Patrick, and then um, see what he wants to say. So just bear with me um, while I do that, okay? Because um, I haven't met Patrick yet. So let me just see what, let me just see. Hold on. Okay. Okay, so the first thing that he's saying is, um, Mom, I was at a stalemate. He's like, first of all, he's like, hi, Mom, super happy to be here with you. Um, and he's saying, I'm here. And he's saying, I was at a stalemate. So it's like a drill down. So I get information that I have no, I, I will tell you everything I get, even if I don't know what it means. So let me okay. see what that means. Stalemate. <clears throat> Hey, you guys, if there's any little chatter going on, it makes it hard for me to hear the other side. <laughs> so bear with me. It's got to be really quiet because I'm trying to hear him. Well, you know what he's saying? He's saying, this is, I'm mad, and I'm mad that my mom has had to spend so much time on this case. The stalemate is what's happening on planet Earth where um, – it's hard to go forward with the case. He's in, 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 in spirit world, there's, there isn't really anger. What he's doing is being empathetic to you, Judy, about the frustration of feeling like this case is not moving forward. And mm -hmm. um, you've just had to completely pull teeth. So that's what the stalemate is about. It's about the people who are involved with solving this um, mm -hmm. and you. So hold on. 
Okay. He says, and he's being a little funny, but he's saying, I was in love with myself. So he says, just let's be clear that this is not something I did to myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I said, why did the people do this to you? And I don't even know why I said people. I guess that's me assuming there was more than one. And he says, uh, because I knew something about them. So that might mean that he knew something about them that they didn't want um, out. Mm-hmm. So let me just see if that's right. This is interesting. He's saying they were pretty sure that I was going to go to the authorities about them. Let me see if I get about what. Oh. They were crooked. They were taking um, money from Peter to pay Paul. Those aren't actual names, as you know. It's just an expression. Um, Let me see how they are crooked, what he was trying to get. This is weird. Huh. I don't get this at all. This might be a sideline. They owed him money. They owed Patrick money? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's got to be, I would think, like a sideline, though. I mean, that's something not. I wouldn't think you'd take to the authorities or something. Let me see. Um, I tell you, whatever I get, Judy, um, he needed, he wanted his money back, and they weren't going to give it, they weren't going to give it to him. He was having trouble getting it from him. Hmm. I don't know, this might be about drugs, that they were getting money, um, wanting money for him or something. Um, let me, let me just see, hold on. This is interesting. He says, if if I was gay, they might have left me alone. He says he was straight as an arrow. Let me see about if he was doing drugs. I think he was doing them occasionally. I'm really trying to get at what, why they were afraid he was going to speak, what that really was about, because that, I think, was it. Oh, I think it was that if he, that they were a bunch of druggies and that if he didn't get his money, he was going to turn them in. Oh, really? Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah, please. Um, Were these people related with, um, were they Fort Drum soldiers? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they were. Um, let me, let me validate that, but that's the first thing that just popped in. Um, yes, he says yes, and they were stealing from me, Mom. Hmm. Um, can you try to get some names and get back with me? Um, yeah, let me just, uh, uh, let's see here. Hold on. You know, what's interesting, too, is I I think that other people, um, in addition, I will get, yeah, we can talk off air, but there were other people who knew um, about this, too, about Patrick's murder that were close to the person or people involved with the murder. There's somebody about it. Huh? They knew. There's somebody about it. They won't speak up. You know, this sounds like it was premeditated from what Patrick's saying. Let me just let me just validate that. Um, Patrick, the answer he's giving me is, I was used as a pawn. Used as a what? A pawn. You know, it could have, when I when he says that, it could be something like there were other people who knew what these these people were doing, okay, with drugs. And it could be that um, sort of like 
Patrick is one where it was like it was getting out. There were so many people involved with this that that it was like, well, look what can happen to you people if you say anything about this. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, like, maybe. don't don't mess with us. All those guys are saying, don't mess with us because this could happen to you. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my interpretation about when he says he was used as a pawn. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on. He was, you know, when I, when I asked Patrick, I'm like, Patrick, what were you like on planet Earth? He, so, he says, well, I think I was very considerate of others. Um, yeah. Like a really nice guy. He he says that he took on too much. He was somebody who was very helpful to people. Um, and you know what? That's probably including um, the people who ended up murdering him. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't think that there's anything involved with. Um, I, I think that these guys who did it were straight. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. So how did they murder him? Did they beat him or what did they do? Um, And I get it was premeditated. Um, Let me see. You could could say that, he says, you could say that. I'm really sorry because I don't, I don't feel like this was like a quick, um, you know, boom. It's not like a gunshot or something like that. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, one thing though, and I've been doing this work professionally with the other side and all that, um, one thing I've learned is from the other side is that, um, that, that spirit sort of, um, leaves their body because people will say, well, were they in pain? It's interesting. It's sort of like they'll leave their body watching it rather than experiencing it just like people do, you know, with, with great trauma where they don't really, it's not like they're feeling the pain while it's going on because they're outside of their body. He says, mom, put it this way. I knew where I was going quick and meaning that he knew that he was going to heaven or the other side. Patrick's saying, my mom is fast. And he says, mom, you can run circles around the the people who were involved in trying to solve my case. Let me just tell you that. (laughs) Should I ask if he thinks you're going to be able to solve it? That would be great. Yes. Okay. He says, you already know who did it. You just need the evidence. Oh, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Is okay, okay. Ever come out? Oh. Pardon? Is the evidence will it ever, ever come out? Like- okay. Well, he says that it will if if people um, won't tape their mouth shut. It has to do with the other people stepping up and saying what really happened, I think, and um, uh, and they're scared. Let me just ask if somebody else is taping these people's mouths shut or if they're taping their own mouth shut. Those are his words. Whoa. Okay. So um, they're taping their own mouth shut, and one of the reasons is because they were told a story, he says, Patrick says, that wasn't true about him. They were led to believe something about Patrick that was not true. Mm-hmm. Does that make any sense at all? Uh, I don't. Well, maybe it might. Okay. Right. Um, um, one more mm-hmm. question: Can you get a name of the people that are keeping their mouth shut? I'll just say this. It's, I think it's um, it, it, it could be a couple females. A couple of females. Mm-hmm. 
and and probably right now on air, I probably wouldn't want to say more for their own protection too. Hmm. I got not. something a little bit ago on that, but I um, probably won't say it on air. Okay. Mhm. Is that good for now? I know, um, Denny. I know you're you're moderating the call, uh, the time, right? I hope because when I do this, I kind of lose track of time. Yeah, we're uh, it's uh, very interesting, but yeah, we are uh, we are quite a bit over time. Okay, and I know, Jenny, you've been working on this, you know, like you said. So I um, I know how you know, like all of these these. You know, it's so important. This information is so important. And, um, you know, I obviously know how it's just it, this is like so tragic for you guys that the families and everything that I want to make sure that it I, I give it the time that it deserves because it is kind of like its own. And Denny knows this. <clears throat> it's like it's its own little it's like. I'm I'm sort of like this uh, psychic investigator, and you can tell, like, I have to ask questions, and then I get answers. Then I have to ask more questions, and I get answers. And um, what I would do off air is tune in to the, the, the people who, um, you know, the suspects or whatever, what have you, and, and get a read from them on okay. what I get as well as Patrick. I'd go through each one of them. That's what I would do. Okay. Great. Okay. But uh, your son sounds he sounds like a, a very nice, nice he was a very nice man. Bless oh, his heart. Yeah. Pardon? I said it sounds like he got involved with the wrong people. Yep. And and the way I get it is in trying to almost be helpful. Yeah. Which is really <laughs> terrible. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, Karen, how should how should Judy get a hold of you to get this other information that, that we don't want to give out over the air? Yeah. Call me and we can set up a time. It's three oh three five zero six six seven four five. And then you can always go you can go to Yeah. And you can go to my website at Karen'sinsights dot com too. Mm-hmm. Right. And I have Karen. an article, I write for a magazine, there's an article I have on there called um, Answering the Call from the Other Side, and it's also about um, how you can be hearing from your own, um, your your son and for the other families, um, you know, their loved ones and everything, how they come through and how you can hear from them. And I oh, explain okay. the quantum physics behind how it works a little bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I, I will give you a call later this afternoon, is that fine? Okay. Um, yeah, I'm in session all day, Judy, but um, leave me a message and I'll get back to you when I can. All right. That's great. Okay. <laughs> thanks. Thank you. Uh-huh. Well, thanks, thank you, thanks, Mr. Judy. Yeah. Our next caller is Julie Kate. Julie? Good morning, everyone. Hi, Good morning, Julie. 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 Karen. Hi. Karen, Julie's calling about about the death of her son, Daniel Joseph Cates, in 2007. Oh, okay. Well, bless your heart, too, uh, Julie. So, Dan here, okay. Let me bring in Dan, and we'll see what Dan wants to say. Okay. Happy to be here, Mom. You look too thin. <laughs> <laughs> um, he certainly comes in very spirited. Let's he's kind of funny. He's saying, let's say I just put a little pause on my life. <laughs> saying you're a, bewildered about my passing is putting it lightly, isn't it? And then he's he's giving you a big hug. Um <laughs> I okay, I, 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 Julie. Again, I say whatever I get, even when I have no idea what this means. <clears throat> he says, "I had trouble finding my shoes that morning of my passing." Um, 
he feels really bad. He's apologizing to you, and he says he deserves so much more and that you're entitled to have your son right now. I just feel terrible about it. He, You know what he says? He's saying, Julie, he's saying, on, on planet Earth, he says, I was very brave. And he, he says, I was a brave soldier. And not that he was a soldier, but he's saying he, 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 he's a brave soldier in a lot of ways. And it's like, He's like, I have no idea how I let my life go so, like, cattywampus. He thinks he did a good job, and he's saying he built things. Let me see about the end of his life. Well, he's saying he was wired a lot towards the end of his life, and he was tripping on things. And um, <clears throat> so that's, the, that's like drinking. Um, I don't know if there was other drugs involved, but being wired or just, he was just like a nervous wreck and the drinking. Yes. He, he was feeling very alone and like he's saying my partner wasn't a partner at all. Um, no, she wasn't. No, she wasn't. Um, He was really out of it when he died. I can tell you that. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he was really buzzed. Hmm. You know what? He's he's saying he was grateful for his life, and he's saying I wouldn't have hurt a fly. No. Um, because I'm asking about suicide. Like he wouldn't have hurt a fly. He says, like a sweet man. Yeah. Very much so. That sound like Dan? Kind of like, oh, yeah. you know, like some sometimes people are like super empathic. They just, they put up with so much more in, and in part sometimes because they think, well, maybe I can help this person. Um, let me just see um, about this relationship. He He's saying, well, I thought about killing myself, but I didn't because of this this toxicity in this situation. Hold on. Hmm. This is really icky, but he's saying, I couldn't make up my mind, so she did it for me. Yeah. That That's probably sense. all I should say about that, honestly. Uh, it makes perfect sense. Okay, hold, hold on. Okay. I think I think he thought that if they sort of cleaned up their acts <clears throat> with the with the alcohol and all that, that he saw it like as an impasse. Like if we clean up our acts, we're not going to be acting. It's not going to be like this. It's not going to be so toxic and crazy. And so I right. think he thought maybe. I think the reason he stayed was maybe that would happen. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does. Um, and, you know, and that's a lot of the reason why people, I do a lot of work helping people get out of abusive relationships and understanding them and, and everything because <clears throat> there's often a thought of, well, if we do this, if we're sober, if we do this or if, this, if I love this person enough, then things will change, you know. So they're always right. kind of having a little hope in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he was, she was trying, but... Um... Uh, to quit. She was not a willing. She was not a willing person. <laughs> yeah, and he Dan seems like the kind of person who would lend like an ear to people. Yes. Like you know, he's the guy that you meet and you just feel like you can tell him your life story. Like he's just, mm-hmm. just he would listen. Yeah, he was um, he was wonderful. He was very helpful. Uh, he was. Many, many. Yes, he was. <laughs> he's, he's, he says, Mom, I was a lover, not a fighter. And that I know. Um, six, three, and over 200 pounds, and, and he was nothing but a teddy bear. 
I get, I so get that. And I, you know, I get things so fast um, that sometimes mm-hmm. I forget, oh, I need to interpret, or I need to um, express this. Yeah, he was telling me earlier, he was like, I was a big guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. I was a big guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He wore a size 15 uh, shoe, and I always, I always told him, you know, he always trip over what I called his boat. Uh, <laughs> because when his oh. shoes were in the floor. When they oh, were in the floor, well, no. you, you knew they were there. You couldn't miss them. <laughs> oh, well, and that's so funny that the first thing he said to you is, the first thing he said he was missing his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> so he so he was playing with you there. Yeah, that is that is so funny. See, I get things. I have to say them because I don't know why I get them. But, yeah, he's laughing with you. Um, yeah, he is. Was wonderful personality, he, wonderful. And he was funny too. He was uh-huh, funny, scary. yeah. Um, he is funny. He says is not was everybody. <laughs> Let me see. Can I ask him what advice he has for you? Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> helpful, helpful words from your loving son. My words are: I hope that you know that I'm around, and I hope you can feel me. And then he's he says, you know, mom, you can always read to me. So he'd like to he'd like to have a nice little he'd like to have a dialogue with you. Um, we do two way dialogue, huh? Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Um, we do talk, and I know he's here. Oh, good. Okay. Should I ask him if there's enough evidence um, on his death? Yes. Well, he's saying probably not, and then he's saying it's kind of like everybody wants to leave things be. Yeah, everybody but me. Uh, yeah, everyone except you, of course, like the inaction. Yeah, um, I I pretty much I pretty much know. Um, can you ask him if I'm on the right track? Okay. Yes. And I'm at, and also I'm at, and I'm at peace. Good. I'm better than ever. And then he he like opens his jacket and he's showing a super, himself as like with a Superman costume. <laughs> 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 and he would have been a very big Superman. <laughs> yes, he would have. <laughs> Let me see. Um, He says, hell yeah, Mom, you're on the right track. You know what's going on, Mom. Yeah. (laughs) He says your eyes are wide open. That they are. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he just, yeah, and you know what, Julie, the feeling I get with the two of you, it's, it's like you guys got each other, like, so clearly. You, I mean, it's just like you, just the connection was amazing. You know, just you got him and he mm-hmm. got you. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's like, you yeah. feel like that, he says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He says, you know yeah, me, Mom. I, I do. I do. I knew him very well. Um, he sent me a text message one day, and he says, customer just told me that today is Julie Day. <laughs> oh. And I, I, I laughed, and I said, oh, really? He's How- so happy Julie Day. <laughs> Oh, oh my gosh, so sweet. He's yeah, like, I he was. was. I was really sweet, Karen. He was very sweet. He was very sweet. And again, when I say, did you take your life? He's like, oh, I wouldn't go that far. No. <laughs> uh-uh. No. He was more grateful. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I knew. He like would. appreciated um, people and thing, and he appreciated people. You know, gratitude. Yes, does that make yes. sense? Yes, it does. Uh, yes, it does. Um, he helped he a, a lot of really, really good friends, and um, a lot of he did a lot of um, tutoring and helped them with their um, uh, helped them with their schooling. And uh, oh. 
Um, yeah, and they've all reached out to me after his death, and I've become very close friends with many of them. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, thank you for sharing that with me and us. And um, and I, I'm here, Julie. You know, and one of the things that I like to do too, psychically, is sort of see what is what um, law enforcement may be missing and why they may be missing it and where it is. So um, so that might be helpful, too. Okay. Um, um, but he, he, he's, he's um, well, I think he, he basically already gave me, um, confirmed who I believe um, did this anyway. Okay. Um, Okay. okay. All right, Julie. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay, I think our next caller is Chrissy. Is this you, Chrissy? Kathy. Kathy. Okay, hold on, Kathy. Good morning. Yes, this is Chrissy. All right, we have the right caller now. So sorry. That's okay. Good morning. Hi, Chrissy. Morning, Chrissy. Storstein. Good morning. It's so nice to meet you. You too. Thank you. Go ahead. Chrissy's calling about uh, the loss of her daughter, Kara Samantha, also known as Sam Sharkas, on November 7th of uh, 2017. Okay. Well, I'm so sorry. Chrissy, of course, about your daughter, and that's just, it's so tragic. It's terrible. Um, Bless your heart. Okay, I'm going to bring in your daughter. Let me see what Sam wants to say here, so just bear with me while I do that. Well, her words are, I cherish you, Mom, and she's giving you a big hug. My mom's got style. <laughs> Mom, you're as pretty as a picture. Oh. And she's she's <laughs> being funny with you. And she's like, Mom, you look younger than I remember. She's my goofball. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my mom's afraid to some, say stuff because she doesn't want to get in trouble. So I'm going to speak. I was caught in a rock and a hard spot with no way out. Wow. Um, Chrissy, she's saying if they called the ambulance sooner, I, if the ambulance, I'm going to rephrase, if the ambulance was called sooner, I would probably still be alive. No doubt. Okay. You already know that. Okay. Yeah. Bless your heart. Oh, my gosh. Um, bear with. Hold on. I want to see if it was there was more than one person involved here. Well, she tried to fight this, and there was more than one. She was trying to get away. You know, she's she's saying too, she's saying I'm at I had a big heart too, by the way. She was my um, Yeah, and she says she was industrious. Um Uh huh. She says I wouldn't have taken my own life. There was a lot of things I was looking forward to. I there were a lot of things I had to live for. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of pressure on me to perform. You know what, Chrissy? I feel like there there were probably many men who are coming in and out of where she was. Uh, uh. I know. I'm sorry. Like, 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 almost like prostituted. Mm. Well, not almost. None of this surprises me, just so you know. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I just, I, it's like I hate being the like, oh, how is this landing with you? So um, thank you. I just, so painful. 
Well, when I asked her why she was killed, she says, because I didn't have anything left. Oh. Like, like nothing left to give. And, I mean, she fought it. Let me see what that means. Um, nothing left. Um, well, oh, my God. So I think that she was doped up and almost like too doped up, like where enough where she could kind of try to, well, not enough where, like I think she tried to fight this off, but she was so doped up that she couldn't perform. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that it was again more than one and probably a couple, and she was tied up. Tied up, okay. Well, maybe that means about um, around the neck, or you know, like um, I don't know. I I just say what I get, but um, it's definitely around the neck. Her um, father called nine one one eventually. Uh, not right away, and reported no. he found her hanging from a bath towel. I well, the thing that um, I don't think she she didn't do it to herself. I don't believe so. Um, <laughs> I think though she was hung. That's what I get. Okay. Uh, I wasn't telling them the truth. I was lying all the time, and you can see why for good reason. Right. So that was the other thing. Well, it's like if if the, they were she was told that if she went to the police that she would be killed. And that's what they oh. did. Oh. Okay. Uh-huh. And then there was too many things on her, you know, like okay, the drugs and um you know, prostitution and all that and so she was so young that there's like all this shame and it's it's the compl- in my mind just and I'm also a therapist okay I'm a psychotherapist and I do a lot around sociopaths psychopaths narcissists and I mean it's like the amount of um, gaslighting and just the manipulation and and all of that it's just absolutely terrible the the effect <clears throat> on a child yes. You know, and they're capable of anything. Sociopath. I don't. You know. I mean, not all sociopaths are murderers, but um, certainly this one is. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Uh huh. She was used, used as a prostitute and used to sell drugs, and I think that's why she thinks she was industrious. That makes and sense. And working. That makes sense. Oh my gosh. What. Do we want to ask the same thing about, like, is there enough evidence? Um, Please. To a charge here? Okay. Gosh, this is just terrible. They're all terrible. Well, as I'm asking the question, I'm going to divine guidance on that, and as I'm asking it, she's, she's saying, Mom, please know that I would never do this. She's pleading, just know I would never do this to myself. I would never do this to myself. Um, I, I, I can never okay. believe this. Okay, okay. Let me see. Let me go and see what I get to from divine guidance if there's enough evidence here. Well, I feel like everything's pointing in this right direction here. I mean, it seems like there's a, a lot of, I, I mean, it's just like, I hate to say this, but it's almost like obvious. So, geez, let's, if you want to, too, let's do an offline call. I would love that. Please, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. So sorry, Chrissy. Thank you. Yeah, bless your heart. Well, Chrissy, we'll put you on hold if you want to continue to listen, or you can hang up whatever is best for you. Okay? Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank Thank you, you. Thank you. Tony? Oh, hello. Hi, Tony. Karen, Tony's our next caller. Or, Denny, you wanted to introduce Tony? Yes, please. Uh, this is uh, Tony Ingram calling about the death of her daughter, Morgan. And 
she has uh, needs some information and uh, maybe some help at resolution. Okay. Hi, Tony. Hi, Karen. Thank you for doing this for everyone. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for saying that. Oh my gosh, I'm just, I'm so sorry about Morgan. Um, okay. All right. Let's bring her in here. Hold on. So the first thing that Morgan wants me to tell you is that she didn't suffer when she died. Oh, Um, thank you. Yeah. She's also saying she was in her right mind at the time of her death. I believe Um, that as she left us the message. Oh, oh, wow. With her body. Oh, oh, she did. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, she's saying she's saying she was a really good person, too. I love these people I'm tuning in, too. <clears throat> High self-esteem. <laughs> she was. Um, she's like, she was kind of this, I, the way she's coming across is sort of like the girl that you'd want to be. Um, and, um, and, you know, just like kind of on top of the world and where people, like very attractive, where people would be very interested in her. And, and she's like, it's not my fault that, you know, a crazy, crazy uh, person was after me. Um, yeah. She's saying that she um, wanted to help people, too, and that she was actually some, she was a person who was inhibited. Um, she was constantly spending her life trying to help people. That's true. Yeah. Oh, such a lovely person. She did not like conflict. She says, I shied away from angry people. Totally true. Mm-hmm. You know what, sweet lady? Um, she, she actually wants you to stop because she's, she's concerned about your own welfare. Okay. <clears throat> uh-huh. When I ask her about, you know, dying, um, you know, like with natural causes, she says, um, I wish it was that easy. Let me see. Hold on. I'm going to ask her if you know how she died, okay? So we are good on air here, protective, okay? Mm -hmm. You're aware, yes, you know, bingo. Um, um, I'm going to go to Divine Guidance, too, for the question about why the why the problem here with a conviction here. So just let me see what I get on that. Well, I get that, yes, there, there, there um, was a doctor, um, but, that, but he wasn't fair. Um, right. Okay, let me see why not. Because too many cases, not enough time. Okay, that um, makes perfect sense. Okay. Um, to many others. Yeah, just like not enough time. Let me see about the investigation here. Hmm. You know what's interesting is I get that it's like the private investigator, it wasn't like a cover-up. It's just that he couldn't believe that somebody did this. I would Ooh, I would okay. use the word denial, but not intentionally. Mhm. Well, I think you know he felt responsible if this was really a murder. So from the morning we found her body and they they showed up, they started covering things up. They told us that morning, you know, she was being stalked, and um, they had just warned us two days before that her stalker was going to es- stalking was going to escalate, and and then she was. Going to be coming in four days later for her on-camera interview, and they thought they were going to be making an arrest. So he had warned the suspects, and then she ended up dead. And he came over to our house. He was actually crying, so I think he felt very guilty. And then that's when the cover-up started. Yeah, yeah, totally guilty. Yeah, uh huh. I mean, not. I'm not saying it was just. Yeah, I mean, mournful. Uh huh. 
um, because of his feeling of being so responsible. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's like, it's like sort of this rationalization too, that, you know, sort of like people can do all sorts of forms of, it's a defense, right. You know, rationalization, exactly. denial. Um, yeah. Um, like this just can't be, uh, hold on about the stalker. Um, yeah, I just, I think it was just sort of, it, I mean, obviously with the stalker serious, like it goes beyond control, but like he wasn't getting what he wanted. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, the law enforcement and the coroner's office not only destroyed some evidence, but they also hid it from us for six years, over six years. So, um, I mean, she had a, she had a wound to her lower back on her lower back that they completely hid from us and all kinds of stuff, bodily fluids on her that we found saw pictures that they took that they kept from us. And so, I mean, I don't even know what caused the injury to her lower back. I don't you know, the cut along her lower back. I don't even understand. I mean, she had torn nails and they never did took oh evidence God. under her nails, nothing. They never did a rape kit and her pants were unbuttoned and un zipped. I mean, it was really bad. Oh my God. That is just, uh, you're outraged. Yep. (laughs) And now we have physical and scientific and medical evidence, but nobody wants to, um, every time somebody tries to get involved to try to, you know, get an investigation, it's locked down. They won't do it. Well, thank God for Denny and Delilah and their transparency project and trying to, you know, bring awareness and change the laws around this. And, I mean, thank God for people like, oh, you know, Denny and Delilah, you know. Um, it's and just, it's just is, I mean, it's like, huh? Oh, I was sorry. Um, the pathologist, after 20 years in Colorado with a lot of, questionable deaths like this with the wrong manner of death. Um, We went to the attorney general's office with a a 600 page complaint. And two weeks later, he left the state of Colorado and went to Montana. And now I have parents in Montana contacting me about the same thing with him. Um, So I'm concerned. People keep saying, asking me, is he really a doctor? Because they don't even believe he, he was ever, he ever graduated or was really a doctor. And we have no way of finding out. Gosh, it's so strange. It seems like it would be really easy to find that information out. It's not. Um, and I know really that you've isn't. done everything you can, so I'm not I, – I, I, I know you have. Um, let me see if I – I'll ask again on valid, uh, validation on that. Let me just see what I get from Divine Guidance about that question. It's interesting. I get studied but not complete. That's what I think, too. Uh-huh. <clears throat> he, we, we contacted the um, – board of pathologists um, because he was supposed to be board certified. All the other pathologists were, and um, he was never board certified and they dig into all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My gosh. I mean, this is just like, it's just so obvious. And then, you know, Oh no, it's natural causes. We know it wasn't. So um, just, just terrible. I, um, you know what though, um, let me just, let me just see if I get anything else from Morgan. Cause you know, also she's worrying, worried about you, you know, um, bringing mm-hmm. everything to light. So I just want to see So I think, you know, too, I'm someone that you can call, but, um, let me see. I just, I, for her wishes, I think we probably don't want to be saying too much more here on air, but let me just see what it, what else she wants to say, if anything else. She's saying, Mom, I cherish you. I was grasping at straws, and she says, Mom, you're doing, you always do all the right things. You're doing the right things. This is interesting, and I'm not going to say this on air, but she, she has, uh, and I don't know if she's kidding or not, but she's saying something about what you need to say to law enforcement. Okay. That would be helpful. Great. That would be helpful. Thank you. I'm going to write it down so I don't forget. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, it's good to meet you, Tony. Thank you so much. 
You're you're welcome. Bye bye. Tony, Bye-bye. we'll Take put care. you on hold if you want to continue listening or you can hang up, whichever it works for you, okay? Thank you. Denny? Yes. Uh, boy, some extremely interesting stuff here. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully, some of the information, uh, you know, can be used by the, by the callers to, uh, to help them understand, you know, what's going on. Uh, from the perspective of their loved ones and, uh, and, and maybe something to further the cause of trying to get answers or justice for those, uh, for those deceased loved ones. So I certainly, um, I'm, I'm certainly glad we did this show and, uh, Karen, I can't thank you enough, uh, you know, for donating your time here for, uh, you know, and, and talking to the callers and, and helping them, providing them with information. And I know that you'll be hearing from some of them uh, in the future, you know, to discuss uh, names and so forth or information that you did not uh, want to give out on the air. And uh, regarding Tony's call and and dealing with these uh, county officials or state officials, um, I just want to say that I I did a, a case at one point investigating a medical examiner and man there were a lot now this particular individual had all the paperwork he was you know licensed and certified and all that stuff but he was part of county government and when we started investigating him as a state agency investigating a county agency um, the wagons were circled and you know that this guy was part of the insiders. He was part of uh, part of the government, and uh, and they protected him right down to the bitter end. Uh, they they would not, uh, you know, they didn't want to get involved. They kept sloughing us off every time we went to the district attorney with more information. They found a reason not to do anything, and um, finally we we had to decide we would go then with the state attorney general and bypass the district attorney, and. Uh, the finally the truth came out uh, that uh, the district attorney said, "Look, you got this guy by the short hair, no question about it." But we had a hundred and some felony charges. They were all low grade felonies, uh, paperwork, primarily falsification of records, and so on. And he said, "If if we charge, if we indict." And we got enough to indict. But if we indict him, every defendant who's every murderer who's serving time in a state prison for murder based on testimony or findings from the medical examiner's office is going to demand a new trial for their client. Mm-hmm. The, the defense lawyers mm-hmm. will demand that they get out on bail pending the trial. Do you want to have X number of killers, convicted killers, potentially back on the streets to get this guy for paperwork violation mm-hmm. or incompetent mm-hmm. or whatever. So yeah. uh, in the interest of public safety, we went a different route with him and went with the civil resolution as opposed to criminal. But I'm, I'm just saying the investigation itself, trying to, to, to question uh, – you know, some a government official or somebody that's involved or part of a, a county or local or state government, you can run into all kinds of grief. So when, when uh, Tony said, it, you know, this guy kind of is moving around. And in fact, the medical examiner, as part of his, uh, that I investigated as part of his uh, disposition, he had to get out of uh, the state by sundown and when he, when he did, he moved to another state, and just like with Tony, uh, my department that I worked for started getting, uh, with, within a matter of months, uh, inquiries from this other state with wanting me to come and testify because they were having issues with this person there. So it, it is a, it, it, it's a real nightmare, so my, my heart goes out. Um, anyway, we're, we're out of time. And, Karen, again, thank you so much, and we'll be doing another show with Karen on October 20th. 
so two weeks from today. That's right. Uh, we'll That's that. right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Those are good, really good points, Denny. In the meantime, I also, in addition to care, I want to thank our listeners for listening and the callers for calling. And until next time, stay healthy and stay safe. Yeah, thank you, everybody. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.